Good afternoon. Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. Thanks for joining us. This afternoon's episode is titled Ruth Resting. It shall be focused on a study of Ruth chapter 3. Before we go any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we see in this scripture Ruth resting. Father, she had made her advance towards Boaz as, as she had been instructed by a mother-in-law, Naomi. And Father, now she rested as Boaz went about working the work of redemption. Oh, Father, we pray in the same way as we, Lord, have been instructed to come to the shed blood of Jesus and accept him as our personal Savior. And now, Lord, we rest as you complete the steps, Lord. Fill us with your spirit. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for this great example in Ruth. We pray, may all this, Lord, be typified in all the listeners today. May they go through all that same process, Father, of becoming shut in with God in a secret place and sealed into the kingdom of God. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Ruth chapter 3. Chapter 3 Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said unto her, My daughter, shall I not seek rest for thee, that it may be well with thee? And now is not Boaz of our kindred, with whose maidens thou wast? Behold, he went with barley tonight in the threshing floor. Wash thyself therefore, and anoint thee, and put thy raiment upon thee, and get thee down to the floor. But make not thyself known unto the man, until he shall have done eating and drinking. And it shall be, when he lieth down, that thou shalt mark the place where he shall lie, and thou shalt go in, and uncover his feet, and lay thee down, and he will tell thee what thou shalt do. And she said unto her, All that thou sayest unto me, I will do. And she went down unto the floor, and did according to all that her mother-in-law bade her. And when Boaz had eaten and drunk, and his heart was merry, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of corn. And she came softly, and uncovered his feet, and laid her down. And it came to pass at midnight that the man was afraid, and turned himself, and behold, a woman lay at his feet. And he said, Who art thou? And she answered, I am Ruth thine handmaid. Spread therefore thy skirt over thine handmaid, for thou art a near kinsman. And he said, Blessed be thou of the Lord, my daughter, for thou hast showed more kindness in the latter end than at the beginning, inasmuch as thou followedest not young men, whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, fear not. I will do to thee all that thou requirest, for all the city of my people doth know that thou art a virtuous woman. And now it is true that I am thy near kinsman, howbeit there is a kinsman nearer than I. Tarry this night, and it shall be in the morning that if he will perform unto thee the part of a kinsman, well, let him do the kinsman's part. But if he will not do the part of a kinsman to thee, then will I do the part of a kinsman to thee, as the Lord liveth, lie down until the morning. And she lay at his feet until the morning, and she rose up before one could know another. And he said, Let it not be known that a woman came into the floor. Also he said, Bring the veil that thou hast upon thee, and hold it. And when she held it, he measured six measures of barley, and laid it on her, and she went into the city. 
And when she came to her mother-in-law, she said, Who art thou, my daughter? And she told her all that the man had done to her. And she said, These six measures of barley gave he me, for he said to me, Go not empty unto thy mother-in-law. Then said she, Sit still, my daughter, until thou know how the matter will fall. For the man will not be in rest until he have finished the thing this day. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled Revelation Chapter 5, Part 2. This was preached in 1961 on June the 18th. We'll begin at paragraph 102 up to paragraph 135. I trust you find it to be a blessing. Now, we want to give one more little illustration of the fifth verse here, and then we will start over on, get our sixth verse and start off. Now, I want you to notice in the plan of redemption, how God foreshowed it, He worked it out perfectly in Ruth and Boaz. I, that's where it ended up last Sunday. Now, I want to begin right there now today on Ruth and Boaz. Now, there is four stations, or four junctions, in Ruth, in Boaz. The first is Ruth deciding. How many ever heard that me preach the message? Let's see your hands. I know all of you, I guess. I've had your hands on tapes and so forth. Ruth first, she had to decide whether she was going to go into this land or not with Neoma. She had to make a decision. Then if she got there... The next thing she had to do was serve in the field of Boaz, out there barefooted, gleaning behind the reapers, serving. And then after she had found grace in Boaz's sight, then she had to wait till Boaz done the kinsman redeemership to take back all Neoma lost in order to bring in Ruth, the Moabite. And then the next stage is, is Ruth rewarded. Now watch. Ruth Deciding perfectly. Oh, anybody say that Bible wasn't inspired? There's something wrong with them. Every word of it's inspired. Every word of it fits right together, just like a dovetail on a on a on a plank. It just goes perfectly together, like the cogs on a mighty wheel turning. Just time to the millionth of a second. Just exactly right. Now, notice in this now, Ruth. Deciding, she had to make a decision whether she was going to decide to go over there or not. She had to make a decision. Now that's the way every believer has to do. You've got to leave your old haunts. You've got to leave your old life. You've got to leave the old things of the world. Brother Roy, when Sister Roberson got sick, oh, I just thought maybe she was sick or something. I was going to say, bring her up here. She got sick or something. Um, they had to leave the old haunts of life or something like that and, uh, and cross over into a new land with a new people that you never knew before. Is that what you've done? you become a Christian? You left the pool room. You left the nightclubs. You had to come over into a bunch of people that looked like had spasms. They quivered and shook and cried and shook their head and jumped up and down and why, why it was a, is a, a crazy bunch to you. Amen. So you had to make a decision whether you would go or not. Yes. That's right. And you know that when you did, your own people was going to make fun of you. Amen. The ones you left. Is that right? Amen. That's just automatically. You just already expect that to begin with. 
because that's the way it is. Amen. Now, Ruth had the same thing. What would the Moabite say to her when she crossed over to go over to Israel? To a bunch of fanatics. See, she had to make a decision. She had to decide. And you've got to decide. And finally, when she made up her decision, she went over into the, the new land. Now, that's justification. Is that right? Now, watch this church. Oh, it's perfect. You know how we, how many we heard the seed of Abraham when we preached on that? How the justification, sanctification, baptism, the Holy Ghost. Now, see where this is right now. Ruth making her decision, the type of the church, the Gentile church. She decided and crossed over into the land. Now, a lot of times we Methodists and Baptists, we think that's all you have to do. She just got started. She hadn't got nowhere yet. She just got over into the land. Now, the next thing she had to do, she had to work. She'd become a legalist. She had to work out her own salvation with fear and trembling like you did. She went out into the field and put her clothes up on her and went out into the field and gleaned behind the maidens in order to get sustaining food for the day. Is that right? What was she doing? She was trying to find favor with Boaz. So she worked her way through the stage of legalism. And that's exactly what the church did. The Luthers believed it by faith and come into the land, but the Methodists taught sanctification, which was a legalistic standpoint of it. See, you've got to do something. I gotta quit. I gotta let my hair grow out. Said the women. Of course, they don't do it no more, but they they did do it. Let their hair grow out. They had to quit wearing uh, the paints in their faces. They didn't wear their skirts long and and uh, uh, or sharp like the others did. They had to do something. See, that's what she did. The state of justification, the state of sanctification. Now, when finally she found favor with Boaz, what happened? Then Neoma told her, You wait here. Amen. While Boaz does the work of a kinsman redeemer. Because he is the only one that can do it. He is our next kinsman redeemer. And you just wait here. Don't go in the fields no more. Don't do this, that, or the other. You just wait until the kinsman redeemership has been fulfilled. And she rested. Amen. That's exactly what the church has come to in this last stage of Pentecost. See? In the beginning of Pentecost, they all worked up and they had to do this and they shook them and everything else. Now, what is the church doing? The true church is just resting. What is rest? There is rest is the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Sabbath day, the Seventh-day Adventists want to tell us you know, about being the Seventh-day Sabbath or something like that. And Hebrews, the fourth chapter, said, We which have entered into His rest have ceased from our works as God did from His. So the Sabbath is the Holy Spirit. And when Ruth was resting, it was a type of the church resting in the promises of God. We have the earnest now of our salvation. We're not worried whether we're going over there or not. We're going. Right. God said so. God promised it. 
Chancellor. He take, he's down doing the kinsman redeemership. We have the earnest of it right now, waiting for the time that when he comes back, and then what next thing Ruth was? Ruth was rewarded. Amen. That's what the church did. It entered into justification under Luther. It went into sanctification under Wesley. Went into the baptism of the Holy Ghost in this last days and now resting with the earnest of our inheritance that we know that something happened in us. We passed from death unto life and waiting, growing with nature for that time when we will receive an immortal life and immortal fullness. Our bodies will be redeemed. Hallelujah. Everything's redeemed. Glory. And we're just waiting for Him to return back from the gate. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Then what? Ruth was rewarded. That's when we'll be rewarded. That's what this seven sealed book is going to open up to us. What is these things? They're mysteries. They're not wrote in the Word. They have to be revealed by the Holy Spirit. But if you'll notice, actually they are revealed all down through the Scriptures, but they've been hid from the people. When we get to the roll after a while, you'll see how it was fixed. Then you'll know just how them things open up. Now, yes, resting. What Ruth under justification. Do you see it? Say amen. Amen. Ruth under sanctification, laboring, legally. Ruth resting, waiting for Boaz to return from the finished work. Now, our Boaz did finish the work at Calvary. But before he come to take us to his home, he goes home first in John 14 to prepare a place for us. Let not your hearts be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house is many mansions. If it wasn't so, I would have told you. But I'll go and prepare a place for you and return again to receive you. See, Boaz goes down. What did he do? He goes down, stands up the elders, went before the gate, took off his shoe and said, Let it be known today that I redeemed the Oma. And all of her inheritance, he got the Mobanite with it. And when Jesus came, who did he come to redeem? Israel. What did he do in taking Israel? He got the Gentile bride. Sure he did. When he took Israel. He went and he went to his own. He had to what was the first thing he had to do? Redeem his own. And the Gentile church is just a sister to that woman. The Israelite church. Certainly. So he had to redeem Israel in order to get this. He had to redeem Neoma in order to get Ruth, his bride. Now what did he do? Before he could take her, oh Lord. Amen. What did he do? He goes out to the farm. I guess he painted everything all up. Amen. And he put new rugs on the floor. <laughs> oh, he, he might have built a new house. In our case, it is a new house. Amen. Amen. And he got everything ready, and then he returned back with the cassage on for the wedding. Amen. 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 What was Ruth doing? Not one thing, resting, waiting. <laughs> no more calls, no more frustration. Do I have to be a Methodist? Do I have to join the Baptist? Do I have to be a Presbyterian? No, sir. Just get the Holy Ghost and rest. Amen. Amen.
watching for the coming of that glad millennium day. Glory! Glory! When our blessed Lord shall come and catch his waiting bride away. Well, amen. Oh, earth is groaning, crying for that day of sweet release. All of it. Nature's groaning. The fig leaves, everything is waiting for that day of the blessed release. When the kinsman redeemer comes back and takes his bride. Now she's resting under sanctification, no, under justification, no, but under both justification, sanctification, and into rest. Now in Isaiah 28 chapter, in the 18th verse, it says, Precept must be upon precept, line upon line, here a little and there a little, hold fast to that what's good, for with stammering lips and other tongues will I speak to this people, and this is the rest. This is the Sabbath. This is when the church goes into wait. Look how we come right through justification, sanctification, now into the baptism of the Holy Ghost, resting, waiting. What is, now, now when we get to these revelations, you'll see what it is now. See? How the, just these things could not be taught to this day. They, wasn't, they could not be taught. They wasn't open to the sons of man. The Bible says so. I can show you here in the Scripture that it said it would not be open until the sons of man until this day. And now we're ending up on these great blessed things. Oh. Now, all right, the sixth verse, well, part of the fifth, the elder in the fifth verse was right when he said, Behold a lamb. But when he looked around, he saw a lion. <laughs> it was a lion instead of a lamb. But then what was it? His mediator work was done. Mediatorial, he was quit being the mediator at the end of the church age to become the lion of the tribe of Judah. His mediator work was done. And he was to become a lion, which was a judge. Now, and he took, well, he took the book out of the hand. I remember when a man went to redeem, don't forget it now. When a man went to redeem, he took man with him. Went to the city gates, being the elders. And there he, he, he announced his purpose of being there. That's what he did. He went to the gate and said, I'm here for to claim myself as a kinsman redeemer unto this inheritance, and I'm here making myself known before these elders of the city. See? And when the John wept, now someone, as I said last week, they said John wept because that, uh, he could find nobody worthy. It wasn't that. A man under the influence of the Holy Ghost wouldn't weep for that. Thought that because he wasn't worthy. Maybe John himself wasn't worthy. Was nobody worthy. But he didn't weep because of that. I believe he's weeping for joy. Because that he had seen the whole plan of redemption was wrote in this book here. It wasn't because it was nobody worthy, because there stood a lamb right there was worthy. So he was weeping and I said, Oh, glory to God. This ain't reckon when he goes to shouting. <laughs> now what we find him here are weeping. Because that uh, he was so happy because that the lamb had taken the book. Uh, for the uh, out of the hand of him that sat upon the throne, and as soon as he made, when this angel, this mighty angel, cried out, "Who is worthy?" He was advertising right then. He was advertising for a kinsman redeemer, and immediately after he said, "Who is worthy to take the book?" Then something. Then John started weep. Then what happened? He seen there stood the book. There it was. But who was worthy? Well, there stood Gabriel. Of course, he was worthy. But see, he wasn't a man. And he was an angel. And there stood Michael. He was worthy. But he wasn't a man. He's an angel. So it had to be somebody that became an earthly person like we did. And then when he seen this lamb that had been slain from the foundation of the world come up, 
And he seen him and saying, Oh, the God is world, and John wept. <laughs> Amen. Because that's blessed. He saw the whole thing. See? And as soon as he advertised who is worthy, he was advertising the coming of the kinsman redeemer, and here he stood a lamb. And what did he do? Walked over to the throne where the Spirit of God was at and tucked the book out of the right hand of him and sets up on the throne and all the elders fell down and said, Thou art worthy because I was slain. See? And then he became then his book, uh, or at least the book of redemption, uh, uh, the book of intercession in the church age was finished. Now he becomes a redeemer. As we get towards the end of this episode, we end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mighty word. We thank you, Lord, for the scripture that we see here in Ruth. Father, we thank you, Lord, for you being our kinsman redeemer. How, Lord, you took on flesh so that you might redeem us unto yourself, as the scriptures tell us that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. Father, we see even through the Old Testament, you typing through the lamb that was shed for the sins of the people. And our Lord, you became that innocent lamb which was shed for our sins. Father, may that blood continue to wash our sins away. And may we in faith continue, Lord, to approach you under that provided way. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you. Your word about
Sweet. 